Hi everyone. Welcome to Kind Conversations, the podcast. I'm going to be talking to people from all around the world, people sharing their amazing stories of kindness, and I want you to come along for the adventure. This podcast will be a kindness boost for your soul. Thank you so much for being here. Hi guys, welcome to the very first conversation of 2020. I am so excited to bring this to you. It's a real treat. I had some time to talk to Amy Gidden, who is CEO and co-founder of an app called Daily Aloha, which is a simple daily routine to help you feel a little more connected to yourself and the rest of humanity. I'm obsessed with this app. I do it daily. Uh, It takes a few minutes. Uh, It's a great opportunity to stop reflect uh, and to connect to people from all around the world. Um, It it really is amazing and it's just such a great way to kick off 2020. So I really hope you're going to enjoy this. So on with the show. Right, welcome to Kind Conversations. I am introducing Amy Gidden, CEO and co-founder of Daily Hello Her Today. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to be here. (laughs) And it's the perfect timing, I think, for this podcast in particular, the start of a fresh new year, a new routine for everyone to get involved in. Um, Daily Aloha has transformed my days because I look forward to my question every day. Um, Everyone's probably thinking, what's this all about right now? (laughs) You'll find out, you'll find out. Um, So Daily Aloha, can you tell us a little bit about it and about yourself and kind of how it all began? Oh boy, absolutely, but where to begin? Um, Why don't I tell the story of how it came to be and then I'll describe what a strange turn of events it's all been. (laughs) Strange and wonderful. Um, So for me, this all started Um, In the fall of 2016, I I live in New York, and uh, for your listeners, everybody is probably aware that we had a fairly sizable presidential election back in 2016. Just a little one. Um, Just a little one. (laughs) And, you know, in the aftermath of the election here in the States, there was, you know, a lot of feelings, a lot of feelings of, you know, surprise and consternation and you know, depending what side of the aisle you're on, you, 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 don't, you might have felt any number of ways, but I think everyone was feeling a sense of bewilderment about the dislocation and disconnection mm-hmm. that crept in you know, throughout the election process and certainly in its aftermath, where the election had become you know, very divisive, very polarizing, a lot of us versus them kind of you know, discussion and rhetoric and dehumanization, frankly, you know, crept into our public and private discourse. And I was feeling like many of us um, in the country and in New York, very upset and disheartened by, by the othering that went on and continued to go on after the election. So I was feeling all of this when I happened upon a public participatory art project that lifted my heart. <laughs> And I became like smitten with this thing. And I, so I started sort of stalking the experience. You know, was it just me or was it uplifting for all the other passersby who, you know, interacted with this experience? And 
it became really evident that it wasn't just me. So the way this thing worked is it was very simple. It was a sticky note project mm -hmm. in a you know, major subway station in New York City called Union Square. And at its culmination, there were 50,000 sticky notes up on the subway you know, wall, terminal, this walls. And you know, the visual impact of that is hard to describe in words, but if you go to subwaytherapy.com, you could see it. You know, it just the it was so colorful. It was floor to ceiling. There were layer two and three sticky notes deep. And why it was so uplifting and transformational is that is the intention behind the experience, which was to be uplifting, unifying, um, and to give hope. You know, in the wake of the election and how we were all you know feeling after that. So what were people putting on these notes? What were they? Posting. Writing. Yeah, it was, you know, we're still us. We all belong here. Um, you know, just notes of affirmation and positivity and hope. Wow. Amazing. So I started, so I was commuting in and out of the subway station. So I really got to see day after day how people were interacting with this experience. And because I was hanging around to see what was going on, you know, I really saw a pretty like predictable pattern of behavior emerge, which is that you know, people would be rushing by as New Yorkers do to catch their train, but they would see this colorful thing, you know, out of the corner of their eye and they would take a little look at what it was and they would just read a couple of those notes and they would instantly see what the intention was, which yes. was to be you know, positive, positive and affirming. And they would feel this call to participate. Mm -hmm. so they'd stop running for their subway. They would look around and find a stack of post-it notes. They would pick a color um, and they'd pause and they'd really reflect for a minute about, you know, what they wanted their contribution to this public experience to be. And they, they'd write out their note. Some of them were like decorated beautifully. They were like really thoughtful. They would write their note, they would stick it on the wall. And then of course they'd whip out their phone and take a picture and you know, share it out on their social media. But what really delighted me is, you know, often they would take a further step back and take another picture as if to say like, here I am and here we all are and here I am as part of this collective experience. Wow. And I just saw this replicated, you know, day after day. And I, and I thought to myself, there's some, something magical going on here. Mm -hmm. So it sent me down this path of you know, researching these large participatory public art and story sharing projects. And there's a lot of them. They might be a chalkboard or a sticky note or a, something where you fill out a piece of paper. They could take all different kinds of forms, but they were all simple. Yes. And they all united anonymous strangers in this moment of feeling like part of something bigger yes. than themselves. And that's where it all started. That is just amazing. And it's so funny, isn't it? How, I mean, I, we've experienced something similar with the whole Brexit thing over here in the UK. Um, and it is so funny how you can feel so divided from people, uh, even within families, people have been, you know, arguing and there's been, but it, it's amazing how something so simple can bring people 
back together and make them realize that actually we are one, aren't we? It's just humanity. And, and it's lovely that, I mean, to have that in the subway, literally stopping people in their tracks, that it must have been amazing to see. Such a shame it couldn't have remained there, but, but almost nice in a way that it was a period of time, wasn't it, that that happened. And the way that it's impacted you has meant that obviously we've had the birth of Daily Aloha. So it's amazing. So it's on, right? Exactly. You know, it's interesting because, you know, these projects I noticed, most of them weren't really meant to live forever. Yes. Yes. Part of their, their power was to give people this feeling of I was there when I was in this moment together. Yes. People. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah, there's something, yeah. And and in the same way as the app works with the question each day, it's that feeling. You've captured it perfectly. But anyway, I won't go into the app because <laughs> I'm jumping ahead here. Um, Not but- too far ahead though. <laughs> but um, I did, to your, to your point about it, I, I did look at these other projects and I found a lot of commonality mm. about how they worked. And this idea of kind of being in a moment together was really consistent, you know, yeah. across these different projects. And the other things I noticed that were very consistent was that um, they were anonymous. Yes. People, you know, were welcome to participate, whoever they were, wherever they came from, and they remained anonymous strangers, but yet, you know, felt this kinship. So the anonymity was really an important part of the experience. Yes. Um, and some of the other things I noticed were that these experiences were completely free of judgment. Yes. There's no feedback. There's no judgment, either good or bad. So people really were free to participate um, without fear of, of getting any feedback or worrying about how their own contribution was going to land with anybody else. So, which, which is yeah. so rare these days, isn't it? I think whatever we do, in whatever situation, you do tend to fear being judged or being told you're wrong or getting a negative comment or whatever. So actually to have that opportunity will make you feel quite brave, I think, to be able to put what you actually feel. Uh, and that's a very rare gift these days, isn't it? It is rare. And, you know, to what you said about the divisiveness trickling down into our own families, Mm. I think we do feel that some of us quite acutely in the people that we care about most and certainly more largely in culture and society. And because of our fear of confrontation and negative feedback and all of that, I think many people feel silenced and the anonymity makes people brave again. And hopefully gives them a bit of a practice of kind of re-engaging in a way and feeling empowered to speak their mind and their truth. Definitely, definitely. And, and, and actually speaking of fear and, I mean, going ahead and, and coming, you know, obviously doing the research that you did and coming up with the idea of the app, um, that's a big step to take. Uh, was there any fear there or did you think, were you just feeling so driven after the experience of the subway and knowing that people needed this connection? Was it more of a, I have to do this? Or was there a moment of, oh my gosh, can I do this? (laughs) Am I allowed to say all of the above? Yes, yes. (laughs) All of the above. Um, You know, I didn't know I was going to 
do something for a little while. I, I realized that I had to because I couldn't stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I approached this slowly, slowly, and then all of a sudden I found myself, you know, all in. And it's exhilarating and terrifying. Yes. Well, honestly, I'm still afraid. Uh, you know, I, this was a huge pivot for me. I alluded to that earlier. You know, I had this idea. At some point, it felt like an undeniable calling. And um, here I am, you know, the founder and CEO of a tech startup, which if you had told me, you know, even five years ago that this is where I'd be sitting now, I would have said you were out of your mind. (laughs) Um, So my, you know, my work background is in mostly corporate, um, corporate business in corporate America. I'm I started my career in management consulting for Bain & Company, which you might know it's a global organization. And then I went to American Express, another large global organization. Um, And for the ensuing years, I went back and forth between being a management consultant and being an executive in financial services companies. Um, Yes, to increasingly smaller organizations, but by no means a startup and certainly one that I was at the helm of. So when I found myself deciding to do this, it was really a departure from everything I knew and frankly, everything I was good at. (laughs) So um, I've been learning at a furious pace, which is really wonderful, Mm. um, but also scary. But I think that's funny, isn't it? Because I think some of the most beautiful things are created out of having a feeling that something is right and going with it and starting. And it's like you said, you know, you wouldn't have believed that you would have just started this and then been here now. But it's amazing how as soon as you start something, however small that start can be, you kind of learn a little bit more and you take another step and then you learn a bit more and you take another step and you might change directions or whatever, but you find yourself somewhere. Somewhere, don't you? And I just think it's so beautiful where you are right now. And you've brought something that you probably would never have imagined. You've brought something out that is going to help so many people and connect so many people, be such a benefit to us all that thank goodness you went with your gut feeling and did it. So. Well, that's very kind of you to say. I mean, so much of what you just said, I really you know relate to, especially the part about Sometimes it's just taking that first step Mm. and having faith and that you don't know necessarily where it's going to go. And, you know, I've found myself through this journey of being so open to experiences and people and operating more in a bit of a faith-based kind of environment, which is, is so not my, my inclination. Mm. So it's opened up so much for me personally um, the, the product, the, the business and the product that I created and launched is such a reflection of my values. So that feels, um, just exhilarating, you know, to be doing something that feels like such a pure expression about what, of what I care about. But I think that the other benefits that I didn't anticipate is saying yes to things that I never would have said yes to, whether that be a conversation or an event or a, 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 an opportunity to learn something new. It's just given me so much permission somehow to explore things that call to me without knowing where they're going to lead. 
And how liberating is that? That's just wonderful, isn't it? And not being worried about the the outcome of it, isn't it? I think when you know that you're on the right journey, you're following your values, it doesn't matter what the outcome is. You're just, you feel like you're in the right place at the right time, don't you? And just saying yes to these things feels like the right thing to do. It's liberating. I would be dishonest if I didn't also note that, you know, I feel this sense of urgency to figure things out so that we can be a long-term viable business mm. and, you know, keep offering something to the world. Right. So I don't have an endless runway yes. um, to figure it out. So I do feel that urgency. You know, my business background is very helpful now to, to, in our next chapter to go from kind of a social experiment to a bona fide business. Yes. So it's this, it's sort of walking this tightrope between being really, remaining really grounded in my values and what I care about while also being pragmatic about what's necessary, you know, to keep us alive in the world. Definitely. And, and so just going back to the app and for anyone listening to this that hasn't um, downloaded Daily Hello Her yet, they will do straight after this conversation, I'm sure. Um, can you just explain a little bit about how it works, what the process is of people signing up and what, what they get to uh, experience? Um, I would love to. It is a two-minute daily routine of reflection and connection. That's my little soundbite. But it is really simple, you know, quite by design. I think we're all um, bombarded with things that are crying out for our attention, you know, every day. And we knew that um, we knew the feeling we wanted people to have by using the app, which is to feel nourished and refreshed and connected. And we also just know that. Um, for people to have a routine that works every day, it has to be simple and refreshing. So we knew that. And then in terms of how it worked, how it works, we took our cues directly from those public art projects and, and how they work to create this moment of shared humanity. And what we saw in those projects is that they were anonymous, free of judgment, free of popularity contests, and they invite participation um, in an ephemeral way to gather around one little thing. Yes. So our little thing is that we ask the world a single fill-in-the-blank thought-provoking question every day. And those questions are, I come up with the questions, um, which is super delightful and fun and also a huge responsibility. <laughs> um, and the questions are geared to serve up a moment of reflection to everybody and sometimes they get you thinking about your past. Sometimes they get you anticipating your future, uh, your hopes, your dreams, um, what you care about. Sometimes you're offering advice to the rest of the community. Yes. But they do serve up a moment of reflection. Um, so you get this question. You fill out, fill out your response. You write, type right into the blanks. And then you give it a mood color. You get one of six options to choose that reflects how that question made you feel. And then you've created a aloha. And once it's done, you hit send and your aloha gets delivered randomly and anonymously to one other person in our global, global network. And then, surprise, you instantly get one back from someone else in the world. Which is, the feedback that we get is that people love this little moment. It's kind of like a fortune cookie. Like It is. 
Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It's special. You kind of you get yeah. There's something about it. You anticipate it. It's lovely. What am I going to get? And you know, frankly, sometimes you know it's a head scratcher. And people are people, right? You, you you'll see responses that you know feel quite a lot like yours. You'll feel see responses that open you up to what someone else's experience might be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You might get some that really cause you to stop and think like, hmm, where did this question take them? I mean, it's, it's a smorgasbord. So anyway, the second part of this process is what we call the swap. You send yours off and then you get one back. And then the third and final little part is that you go to the Aloha wall where all day long, all the thoughts and feelings and all the Aloha's are collected in one communal collective place called the wall. And you can just scroll and see what everybody's thinking and feeling. And this is a chance to get perspective. Yes. And it's also a chance to sort of enrich your own moment of reflection by those of others. Yes. So um, someone described it as like, oh, it's sort of like a journal that writes back to you. I was like, oh, that's sort of a nice way to think about it. So it's this quick little three-step process. You know, you have a think for yourself, you have this moment of reciprocity with someone else, and then you have this collective experience. And you know, two minutes a day. And you know, and that's one of the things I think so special about it as well, is that you have your moment of reflection, you think about it, you send it off, and then when you get somebody else's come back to you, it could be someone from Australia or Canada or wherever, and there is that moment of feeling like the world is connected because it is someone from another country and they may have a similar thought to you or it's just such a beautiful moment I would really urge people to take part in this because I think there's so many things out there that you can do that um, can take you a long time that you think oh gosh I haven't got 10 minutes to sit down and do that or but this is literally something that you can do I mean I like to do it first thing in the morning because I have time to myself first thing in the morning and I like to sit down and, and go through a routine of things but equally it could be something that you get to work and sit in your car and do before you go into the office or it's something so simple, so quick, uh, but just a beautiful routine, isn't it, to connect you with others and to just make you stop for a moment, isn't it? Uh, we're getting such nice feedback, so yeah. thank you for saying that. I mean, I think for some people, they get great value out of just being served up a really accessible moment of reflection. Yes. Um, you know, there's lots of people that have intended to keep in a journal or intended to have a meditation practice, and they have just felt too daunting yes. or hard to get into a routine. So they appreciate how simple it is to get into a routine that feels um, good for them and good for their well-being. And then for other people, um, they really benefit from the reflection, yes, but more the collective experience because they feel a sense of connection. Yes. And you, you might know all the statistics about you know, loneliness and isolation being on the rise and mm-hmm. empathy being on the decline. And as much as social media has promised connection, in equal measure, it's created you know, a lot of social anxiety and social isolation for, for some people. Um, so you know, some people really just value the reflection, but for many others, this this feeling of being part of something bigger than oneself is is transformational in their day in just those couple of minutes. 
So you know, my, my bigger intention is to rekindle empathy, mm-hmm. which is a very big lofty goal. Um, <laughs> but I feel that if everyone could be uplifted individually, but in a way that opens them up to the experiences of others, then it's also going to be uplifting to us collectively. Definitely. And, you know, my, my big audacious hope is that um, that warm feeling of interconnectedness trickles back into your day in some way. Yes. That you might pass someone on the street and think, oh, that could be the person who is missing their mother. Yes. Or, oh, that could, you know, you just don't know because it's anonymous that maybe when you pass a stranger, you know, and maybe you're a little bit more curious. Yeah, definitely. Right? And, yeah. and also I think it was, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, and it's kind of, it's almost magical for you creating the questions because when you put a question out each day and that goes worldwide and people are answering it and they're receiving responses, you don't, it's like an act of kindness, isn't it? Where you don't know where that's going to end. It kind of, it is a ripple effect. And those questions that you post could have such an impact on somebody's day on somebody's life even um the app is yeah it's uh it's just got such a potential to impact the world in a positive way hasn't it but in such a simple way as well and that's what I was talking to you about before the podcast we started recording was I love the simplicity of the app as well and that there's so many things out there that you can sign up to now where you feel you know you go in and you don't quite know where to go and then you feel bombarded by messages or but it literally is you know go in answer the question it's so intuitive and simple um I love that about it it's 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 beautiful it's a beautiful thing well thank you it's funny that you that you say that because I've been thinking lately about how to describe the app and it's such a unique thing frankly I get really stuck sometimes on how to describe (laughs) it but what I was telling someone is you know it's as if the Headspace app and Facebook got together and had a baby. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you know, like these meditation apps are so wonderful, but for some people, they actually make you feel guilty when you don't do them, right? Because they're keeping track of you and they're telling you, did you meditate today? And it's like, oh no, I did it. So they're, yeah. they're so wonderful for you, but they can also give you a little bit of a guilt complex Yes. Then you have social media, on the other hand, which makes you feel guilty because you go down these rabbit holes and you don't come up for, for air. But you know, social media challenges, challenges, challenges us in other ways in that we get caught in this you know, judgment and feedback and social validation loops. Definitely. So it connects us on the one hand, but it doesn't always make us feel good on the other hand. Yes. So, so, so I was saying, you know, it's sort of like those those well-being tools, but without all the guilt and the shame, you know, and then it's sort of like social media without all this other stuff. And it's like, if we, if we put those together, <laughs> keep up with the purest expression, that's something that's good for us, but that doesn't constantly demand our attention. You get, you yeah. get daily aloha. <laughs> well, and I love that. And also I think when you start 
talking to people about headspace and calm and meditation and things like that, some people immediately think, oh gosh, it's going a bit woo woo here, don't they? Whereas I think, and that's the lovely thing about, uh, about Daily Aloha is that it's such an accessible way to, um, to have a period of reflection in the day that is, you know, that there's, yeah, there's no kind of, going down the meditation route, which some people just may not feel comfortable with. They're not, they don't want to take part in things like that. I think this is such a wonderful, accessible way of having a moment in your day, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah, it's wonderful. Out of interest, has there been any questions or responses in particular that you've posted that you've that have surprised you that people have responded to in ways you weren't expecting? Um, has there been any question in particular that you thought, oh gosh, that that created quite the response? I'm surprised every day. Are you? It's funny. Yeah, um, I've gotten better at ask, at asking questions, so um, I'm learning, you yeah. know, all the time, and I do pretty much read almost everything <laughs> on the wall every day because not only do, is it, do I find it truly, you know, delightful, but um, I learn a lot about, you know, how to ask questions and what kinds of questions, you know, elicit certain kinds of responses. Um, so I'm getting smarter about it. Um, so I do get feedback. Sometimes people will write to me and say that they liked a question or they didn't like a question. Really? I actually love that, that people feel very free to, to tell me. Yes. Um, if you see in the app or on our website or anything to, to contact us, it all, it comes to me. So I, I get all the feedback, good, bad, and otherwise. So I'm constantly learning. But a couple of things I've learned. I've learned that um, some people in the app, if they can't answer the question quickly and right away, they're not going to answer it at all. Okay. And then there's other people that only want like really deep thought provoking questions that send them on this journey of self-reflection. Yes. So I mix it up because we do have these sort of two types of folks. Some that they just want to give their first, you know, instantaneous reaction and others, they want to take longer. Some people say, tell me that they open up the app in the morning and see the question and they put it away and they answer it later in the day and it kind of percolates with them all day. Oh, that's interesting. So, so I've, I mix it up. Sometimes I put the blank in the beginning of a question, which is um, encourages shorter responses I've found. Yes. Sometimes at the end. Sometimes I'll do one blank. Sometimes I'll do two, which gives people a little more work to do. So yeah. I, you know, I mix that up. Um, I also try to mix up things that are looking in the past and things that are looking in the future. Yeah. Um, people love questions that invite childhood memories. Isn't it funny? And I find the response is so sweet. Oh. So uh, those are some of my favorite questions, like favorite moments from their childhood or favorite holidays or experience with their family or games they played. And yes, I find it really nice because not only are the responses delightful, but people have told me the positive benefits of reflecting on positive memories in their present day. Yes. 
That's the whole positive psychology movement is so wonderful, right? And some of that is about just holding on to positive moments. Definitely. And it also means, you know, thinking about strengths of yours, things that work well, and doing more of that in the future. So I do find that encouraging people to think about positive things, whether it be their own memories or their strengths or positive experiences or things that have brought them joy in their day are always good questions to ask. Yeah, and it's funny, isn't it? Because there's been, um, you know, research and science looking into the, uh, the, the practice of gratitude and practicing just thinking of three things each day that you're grateful for and actually how much that can impact your daily life. Um, and, and it's a similar thing, isn't it? You know, thinking about your strengths, almost kind of the affirmation side of it, you know, thinking, telling yourself about your strengths and what your positive things in your life and it does have such a good impact on your daily life doesn't it that it's wonderful that yeah you've considered how that could be used in the app as well that's lovely it people really appreciate that yes. um, and I do too I mean I am a user so it's funny you know I I also gauge it just on my my own feelings yes sitting with a question another kind of line of questioning that people have really enjoyed and I have too is about future intentions and goals. Mm -hmm. um, so it, you know, it's also positive, but it's a little bit different. It's about helping people stay, you know, on course with what they want to see in their life and from themselves. Mm. Um, so I do ask from time to time for people to, to just think about or rethink about or recommit to what they want to accomplish in a given day or a week or a month or a year. But people find that also quite helpful and even really interesting to see what the goals and aspirations are of other people. Yes. And that give them inspiration or ideas for themselves that they hadn't thought of. And also, I think there's a wonderful thing in that as well, isn't there, about when you write something down, even if you're sending it um, anonymously, there's something about writing something out on your phone or even on a piece of paper, when you've put it out there, um, there's more of an intention behind it, isn't there? There's more of the, I'm going to do it now. Um, so that's a wonderful thing. Gosh, it's making me understand the weight of responsibility on coming up with the questions now. <laughs> You know, I do. I really labor over it, even though the questions are quite simple. Um, I feel the weight of responsibility. <clears throat> you know, I'm asking thousands of people yes. to give me a couple minutes of their day. And I take that responsibility really seriously. Oh, that's wonderful. And I want to ask a question that is enriching. Yes. Either because their own self-reflection is rewarding or because the collective experience is illuminating. Well, yes. both, sometimes both. Yes. And, and also, I think what's lovely with the connection aspect as well, I think there's so much you can, I mean, you switch on the news and there's so much happening around the world, isn't there? Um, that, you know, and it's like with obviously with everything that's happening in America at the moment and with everything in Australia with the bushfires and, you know, I've, I've, felt quite sad like you know that you do you feel so disconnected from people you can't help people um so far away that it's so lovely to have something you can be involved in that is just a, a hum like 
from a humanity perspective, just mm. connecting with people. Um, it's, yeah, it's a beautiful thing in a world that is, you can feel so disjointed from people, can't you? And things and matters that are affecting them. Yeah, the, the negative news really dampens our spirits mm. and our sense of connection when you layer on the divisiveness. And I've gotten so much feedback from our community that they really value the positivity in the app. And I found that really interesting because the questions aren't always, you know, positive. You know, self-reflection sometimes brings up regrets or, yes. you know, other things. Um, but even if the questions aren't overtly positive, the experience is positive. Yes. So I found that very interesting. Um, and I think that the experience is positive for people because it's so affirming that, you, you know, that the human struggle is beautiful, yeah. right? The, 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 being human, the joys, the struggles is such a deep connection that, you know, above and beyond all the things that divide us. And when you're in the app, it's hard to describe for people that haven't looked at the wall, but there's something that just shines through about this, at the core of it, who we are, and that we're all just doing our damn best, you know? <laughs> we all have struggles, we all have joys, we have hopes, dreams, and regrets, but at the core of it, when I read the wall day after day, what I see is people doing their best, wanting to create, to create good futures for themselves and their families. Yes. That's really it. That That's is. what it boils down to. Yeah. And it's funny, actually, because you've reminded me, um, you know, us talking about the positive aspect of it. You've reminded me of a question. I can't remember what the question was, but I think it was a few weeks ago. There was a question where a few, a few people had commented on their struggles and some difficulties they'd had. And, and actually, like you said, I found that... Um, equally as positive for myself in a weird way because it did make me feel connected to them that they were going they'd been through the same thing or felt the same feelings that I had so even though they were sharing something that wasn't positive um it had a positive impact on me because it yeah I kind of felt like oh there's people out there feeling the same way um it's that shared humanity isn't it so yeah even when things aren't as positive on the app it's uh, it's yeah it's a good thing because we are human aren't we um in terms of the future for daily Aloha, where where do you see it going <laughs> Oh boy! Just, well, how can we help you? How can we help you grow it? Get the word out there so that everybody uses it. <laughs> well, that's a great question. Uh, well, you're catching me early in January, where I'm being very, you know, planful for the for the year ahead. And uh, there's two things that we need to focus on now. One is growing our audience. So thank you for asking. You know, we have thousands of people that have signed up. Um, around the world. I, I, we were talking earlier, we have over 65 countries represented, which is really uh, astounding to me because we haven't marketed the app yet. That's so these amazing. are people that are just looking for something that we offer. So it's, it's uh, surprising and wonderful, um, but we need to grow more. You know, we haven't advertised yet. We're going to start experimenting with that, but um, you know, word of mouth is always the best advertising. And I, 
I hope that we continue to attract, you know, the heart-centered people that are clearly already using the app because it's just a really warm community that we're, you know, developing there. So getting the word out is a primary goal for the, um, early this year. And then we also have to think about where we're going to extend, you know, the app. And something that I'm really interested in based on the feedback that we're getting is how the app can be used for groups. Mm -hmm. So we are an app that is open to everybody worldwide. And I always want to have this app free and available to everyone. I want it to be, I, I want a, it to be a place where people can literally gather every day, like walking down the, sh the sidewalk uh -huh. uh, with no admittance fee and where everybody's welcome and everybody belongs and everybody matters the same. I mean, that's just so core to who we are. So I'm not going to alter that. Um, however, there are people that have said to me, oh, I love this app and I love hearing from people all over the world, but I would love to use it within my family where I can have sort of a private wall of people that are in my family, even anonymous, because we have a hard time having a conversation. And this is a great conversation starter. Yes. Or I've had people say, gosh, this would be a great way to you know, stay connected to my, my college pals, um, where they're all over the country or all over the world. And this would yes. be a fun way of kind of just keeping the pulse on what the thoughts and feelings are of the, a group. And then I've had business people say to me, wow, this would be a great way for our employees to feel you know, more connected to the thoughts and feelings of others in a safe, anonymous way. Yes. Where we have trouble often bringing our whole selves to work. And this is a way just to feel a little more of the, you know, the human side of my work colleagues. So I find all of that really fascinating to think about. Um, Oh, and, and another thing I, I, mean, I hear a lot is like for events. Oh, we're all going to be collecting at this event. Wouldn't it be great to connect in, a, in an app like this in advance so I get a feeling of who I'm going to be seeing at this event? Yes. You know, answer questions while we're there and stay connected afterwards. Amazing. Yes. So this is all the stuff that is sort of going on in my head right now. Like how do we take this app and create almost versions of it for groups that want a more intimate experience with people that they're already either connected with or going to connect with and want this additional way to stay connected. Whatever we can do to help you uh, nurture that and, and get it out to the right people, um, then we're here for you. So wow. it's, it's such a positive thing to bring to the world that I think, yeah, we've all, we've all got to get behind you. The kind army has to get behind you and, uh, and spread the word as much as they can. And also, I just think, you know, individually for people, it's just such a positive thing to get involved in. Um, and to start 2020 with, I mean, what a perfect way to begin a new year with a new routine that is going to connect you to the rest of the world in such a positive way. So um, thank you so, so much for everything that you've done, for taking the bull by the horns and going for it when <laughs> it's not easy. Um, but thank you for doing it. And please, please stay in touch. And uh, yeah, we're going to support you all we can going forward. Oh, well, thank you. It has been so delightful to talk to you and hear your thoughts about the app and encouragement to your listeners. It does take an army, takes a village, whichever, <laughs> whichever 
you want to use it. I really appreciate, you know, everybody joining forces and doing something positive every day. And, and just so that everyone can just go um, wherever they download an app, they can just go and search for Daily Aloha and that's it. Download it today. That's it on the um, Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Amy, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. I absolutely love talking to you about the app and about starting something um, and what a great, great way to kick off a brand new year. I'm so excited for the year that we have ahead. If you enjoyed this conversation, please, please do hit subscribe in Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Um, And also, if you want to follow along um, the Kind Army journey, just search for Kind Army on Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn. Um, Or you can go to the website, kindarmy.co.uk. Uh, I'd love to have you guys come along for the journey. It's going to be amazing. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Have a great day. Bye.